Welcome to the Lipstick League, where sports and pop culture come to play. I'm going to stop singing that. No, I think you have a nice voice. You think so? Yeah. Lucky on it. Um, Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Merry, merry. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I'm sure we have amazing Jewish listeners, and we probably have some listeners who celebrate Kwanzaa. Yes. We're going to put out a special Christmas episode, but this is also a holiday episode. Yes. Um, Even though both of us dressed like Santa's little helpers. That's right. I'm the reindeer. (laughs) Um, I somehow have this eagle Santa hat. Which I'm not sure where I found it or how I have it, but I just do. And I figured, why not? Yes, tis the season. Tis Tis the the day, because this is Christmas. Yes, it is. Yes, Um, it is Christmas. Hope Santa was very good to you. And if Santa didn't visit you, I hope you're getting Chinese food and watching movies, obviously. A lot of people love going to the movies. We can't go to the movies this year because unfortunately um, we're in a pandemic. But Mm -hmm. we thought, hey- since you can't go to the movies, why not binge listen to the Lipstick League? That's right. That's right. And that's why we put up this episode. So if you miss any of our other episodes, clearly check them out, you know, on wherever you listen to your preferred podcasts. And some more exciting news, we are now on YouTube. Yay! Shout out to Sam, who is our amazing um, assistant producer. And she's just like killing it. Yeah, she's She's killing it. Uh, we're going to have to have her on so we can introduce her to everybody. But, you know, a lot of the social stuff you're seeing, like Sam's the, you know, she's kind of holding it down on that front for us right now, which is really cool. So we're super uh, appreciative of like all the hard work that she's putting in. Um, and yeah, you'll get to meet her after New Year's probably. Yeah. Um, so what was Christmas like for you growing up? Or is there a favorite Christmas memory or a gift or what was it like? So, you know, it's funny. So, you know, my parents uh, were married, so I always did split Christmases. Yeah. So I would wake up at my mom's mostly, open my presents there, and then I'd go spend like Christmas um, nights with my dad, which was always nice because I got like two sets of presents, which is always fun. Um, But yeah, my dad would make this big dinner and we'd all just hang out and listen to music. And, you know, it's funny this time of year, I think I I think a lot about my grandmother, who you've seen me post her before, but she always made- all of my Christmases, just so special when I was a little girl. And is this your dad's mom or your mom's mom? So this is my dad's mom. Okay. Um, yeah, you'll learn more about her like in the other episodes, but she was such a huge presence um, in my life and, you know, equally as responsible for the way that I am today, uh, you know, as my parents are. And she yeah. was just, I just, when I think about Christmas, I always think of her just because she was just this beautiful, kind classy woman who just wanted everybody around her to feel as good as she did. I mean, and not only on Christmas, like, yeah, there's not one person who I've ever met who knew my grandmother who said anything otherwise that, you know, you, that you would leave her and you didn't feel like better about life. Like she was just amazing, amazing human. And yeah, she just made every Christmas so special for me. And she always had, um, you know, like the singing Christmas stuff. Yeah, like absolutely. Elves and like this, like the singing, um, like plates and stuff Fair. like that. Yeah, yeah. Her house would turn into like a winter wonderland, and like everything would go off. Like there'd be so many sounds. Like she had yeah. this Santa talking head that we, you would press the button and go ho ho ho, and she was always buying like all these Christmas carol things. And she was just this wonderful human. So every year on Christmas, I just I think about her, and I mean I know it's sad. I lost her when I was sixteen, which is young now, right? It's 15 years ago. Um, yeah. More than that. 16. Yeah. 16 years. Um, but it's just like those, when it comes to Christmas, like that's just the one holiday. I think of her every holiday, but Christmas in particular, just because she made my Christmas is so special. Uh, I remember like sitting in her living room on the floor in front of her little TV and you know, like the holiday, the Hershey Kisses holiday commercials. Yeah. 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 With the well, there was all that controversy this year. Did you see that? No. Yeah. So basically that was the traditional commercial was they were like bells, the little yeah. flags. And then and the then, little one went ding. Yeah. And then this yeah. year they had a uh, father and daughter in it and people were in an uproar and they were I like, mean, why are you going to ruin it? Ah. So I kind of tend to agree because when I think like that commercial reminds me of my grandmother because she loved it too. You know, yeah. so I'd be in her living room watching Christmas movies, watching a Muppets Christmas Carol, which she would put on for me every year and we would watch it. And um, yeah, it's really just like 
that's my fondest like childhood Christmas memory. And what, what was her name? Norma. Oh, Norma. So she was Norma, Norma Eganoff. Um, so we have the same initials, N-E. And uh, I was born in Northeastern Hospital in Allegheny Ave, and it had a big N-E on the top. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And when she would say, oh, look, that's our building, Natalie, because I was N-E, she was N-E. So yeah, like just a ton of, you know, memories that come from yeah. back here. She is. Let me show you. I have this picture of her. Here she is when she Ugh. was... 16 or 17 I, I think yeah this was um her high school photo she went to frankfurt high school when it was over here on lehigh ave yeah. in philly uh jones junior high which was on Anne in memphis in the kensington section of philly so yeah born and raised philly gal herself taught me everything i need to know about the love city. it yeah so i miss her greatly and christmas is always about her yeah which it's was- it's interesting because both of us obviously our grandmothers were really important. So uh, my mom's mom was my Grammy. And then my dad's mom is my Nana and they're so different. So Grammy, my mom's mom was like, Mm -hmm. loved to shop and costume jewelry and ran for public office when she was in her late fifties, which we can get into in another episode. (laughs) And like, not only did she run for public office when she was in her late fifties, but she handed out little hair picks and brushes as promotional campaign items. Yeah. Oh my God. And she like loved to gamble and like curse like a sailor. And then Nana, my dad's mom was the one who was like super, super, super sweet and just loved all the saints and would pray to St. Francis because she loved the animals. And, but they were both so, I mean, they lived, my Nana lived in the same town and my Grammy lived a mile away. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I probably saw both of them multiple times during the week. Yeah. And, and so for Christmas, we would always either go to Nana's or Grammy's for Christmas Eve. And then we would always end up at Grammy and grandpa's for dessert. And then all of like my mom and my aunt's friends and their kids, we would all hang out and have cookies. And then Christmas day, we would go to my Nana's and then we would go to my Grammy's at night. So we were with them always. Yeah. Yeah, my um. So after my grandmother passed a couple years ago, my cousin Devin and her husband Josh, who's like this excellent chef, um, I mean like a gourmet chef. He's not a professional chef. Yeah, but it's kind of they're foodies, and that's his hobby. And um, so they started hosting an open house on Christmas, probably like within the last like five to ten years. And he makes all these like just gourmet appetizers and like really fancy stuff. And every year. At, on Christmas Eve, we have Desiree's um, mudslides because my grandmother loves mudslides and her alias was Desiree because uh, apparently like men used to like fawn all over her. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Apple doesn't fall far. <laughs> Apple doesn't fall far from so men, Norma. <laughs> yeah, so men used to like fawn all over her. She went by this alias named Desiree. Never got full detail on that. I mean, I probably may never get full detail on the whole Desiree thing, but yeah, um, yeah. So we have like Desiree's mudslides every Christmas Eve, and like you know, just as a way to remember her because she also made her own Kahlua, which she would give out on Christmas too. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so we um, we're Polish, and so we always would have the Polish Christmas Eve, which is pierogies, and it's no meat, oh so my it's, God, it's yes. pierogies, and uh-huh. then it would be like. It's kind of gross. Like pierogies are delicious, but then we would have like lima beans and like sauerkraut and like mushrooms and eggs. Like it's, it was weird. And so that sounds, I would like love to come to that. <laughs> it, it's very, Christmas. yeah, it's very traditional, which is, which is cool. So what was cool though, is that when my grandparents passed away, my aunt Janet, my mom's sister, mm-hmm. because so my mom and my aunt Janet and all their friends grew up within like a block of each other. It's very similar. Like where I grew up in the coal regions is similar than growing up in like Northeast Philly or Port Richmond, where it's like all the houses are close by. And it's oh yeah. It's just like, I mean, that's the neighborhoods are essentially small towns within a big city. That's all it is. Yeah. And so yeah. we grew up in a small town. And so my aunt Janet started doing Christmas Eve. So all of her friends came and then their kids are all around my age and some of them have their own kids. So I always call them my fake cousins. Yeah. Um, and we went and it's actually really sad this year, but one of my aunt's best friends, Nancy, suddenly passed away a couple days ago. Oh no. And yeah, they think it was either a heart attack or a blood clot. And it's real. we obviously weren't doing Christmas Eve this year. Yeah. My family's, we're not doing it either. Yeah. Because of COVID and 
it's, it's just so sad. And like, I, you know, I talked to my aunt on Friday, Nancy passed away on Thursday. And I'm so you'll be listening to this like two weeks ago. And my aunt's like, they live in Baltimore. So they would specifically come up to celebrate Christmas. So imagine Mm -hmm. having a friend for literally like 65 years, you know, and then they couldn't see each other because of the pandemic. It's just, it's just sad. Um, and so it's hard because this year, you know, and I think a lot of people are alone or it's a, you know, we're just having my immediate family and where I'm used to having like 30 people at Christmas yeah. Eve. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just my, it's just my immediate family as well. Like yeah. my mom, my sister, my niece, my sister's, um, husband. Yeah. That's fun. Okay. You have the kids though, because oh, that yeah, makes yeah, it yeah, so yeah. fun. Morgan's yeah. So cute. I got her Play-Doh. She's not going to see this. Well, she'll have yeah. opened it by then. Right. So, yeah. I got her Play-Doh. That's, that was a big ticket item this year. My sister's going to kill me because I asked Morgan, I said, what do you want? Would you ask Hannah for? She said, Play-Doh. And my sister's like, no. But that's that the beauty about being an aunt is you get to be a cool aunt. Right. Right. So my sister, yeah, she doesn't know that I got the Play-Doh, but I got her this little like treasure set. So and cute. Play-Doh. And I was like, I kind of want it. Yeah. We'll play together. Yes. Yeah. So it's cool with the kids now seeing their reaction and, you know, I hope she loves Santa for a really long time. Yeah, absolutely. My, well, how about like, so my mom still goes to church all the time and she's in the choir. She, she, Thing the funny thing about Catholics is that like we're really not like crazy church people. It's that like we love like being social. So my mom like likes the social part of church. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. she's, she's on like the church, um, like uh what's it called? Committee. Like almost like the church committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's like, Nicole Ann, we gotta make reservations for church. So we gotta do either Christmas Eve 2 p.m., 4 p.m., 6 yeah. p.m. or Christmas Day at 8 a.m., 10 a.m. or noon. And she's like, yeah, I think our- are these all the long masses? Like, are you going for the whole? Oh yeah, we go. Like, I say I'm a priester. Christmas, Easter, and Ash oh, yeah, Wednesday. I'm a priester yeah. too. Christmas, Easter, and Ash Wednesday. And so I, well, I'll go. But normally, like, it's packed, and like the four o'clock church is like such a huge deal. You got to get there 45 minutes early. Oh yeah, otherwise your you're standing in the back with all the other lazy people who didn't get there in enough time. Yep. But this year, because of COVID, you had to make a reservation. You had to call the wow. rectory. Yes. No. No. So my mom was all upset because she wanted two o'clock, but we had to take four. So, cause they have like seats blocked off. You got to wear your mask, but like my mom wants to go. So we had to make not dinner reservation, church, church. reservation. Oh, reservation. That is so funny. Is that great? That's <laughs> insane. But I mean, I'm glad that they're doing it. I'm glad that yeah. they're still having mass um, for people that want to go because it is, it is a beautiful mass. It's just having, you know, we sat through it for 12 years. Uh, yeah. Well, you did. No, you didn't. No. 12th, kindergarten to 12th grade. Yeah. Okay. I thought you did 12 too. I was like, wait a minute. Was there anything that I missed? No. Yeah. My mom taught in a Catholic school. Yeah. Like that's how I was parented. If you don't do that, Jesus isn't going to love you. Yeah. No, he's not. And there's nothing quite like Catholic guilt to really, uh, did you, hammer do we home talk, any messages. <laughs> no. Do we talk about that funny meme that was like, how many syllables in Gloria? Oh yeah. Catholics. Glow 27. Oh, 27. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I did. So in grade school, um, I went to St. William's and we had this Monsignor, his name was Monsignor Mortimer, and he would bring the entire school. And this is a weird thing about Catholic school too. I don't know if you did this, but our school did this. We like spent a lot of time singing all the time. All did the you time. sing a yeah. lot? Like for mm-hmm. no reason? And I can't carry a tune. No. And like, if you, so Monsignor Mortimer would bring the entire school to church like yeah. the week before Christmas and we'd go through Christmas carols and you know, my best friend, Murray, yeah. um, me and Murray always talk about it. You know? <laughs> he would like walk up and down the aisles and be like, sing children, <laughs> sing. And we're like, nobody thought that that was strange. That like, like the louder it was like, he was like, yeah, like he got like so jacked by like the Christmas carols in church. And like, it, it was just, we did a lot of singing and, but that was always fun. Yeah. We did that every year. I always loved the Advent candle where it was like the three. Light the Advent candle one. It was the two purple, then the pink, and then the purple. Remember? Like the four. Wait, is, is that Advent? Or is that Lent? That, Lent. that might be Lent. Uh-oh. Hold on. I thought the, the Advent wreath. You might be right. Is it? Advent is, wreath. Yeah. Does it have a dual? What's the, what's the Lenten thing? What's the can? Aren't there Lent candles Yeah, yeah. Too? See? 
this is how pretty. this is how out of commission we are. We should probably we I'm, could the champagne berry advent wreath. Look, we could order it for sixty dollars. Hold on, oh. hold on. This is from the Catholic. Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say that <laughs> from the Catholic.com. Look, see. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that yeah. is. Oh, it is the advent. Yeah. So you like the two purple ones, then the pink is the and then the the purple is right before Christmas. Okay. Yeah. I, I for well, I'm confusing it. There's a Lent candle too, right? The Lenten candle is the really really big one that they light on. Oh, that's the Pascal candle, right? Good job. Good job. See, it's all coming back. Look, look at the cute kid one. That's like a stuffed oh, animal. Yeah. Um. I wanted to tell this really cool story about my dad and it kind oh, of yeah. ties together to Christmas. Yeah. Um, it's really, really, really sweet. But I wanted to ask you first, is there, is there any gifts or is there any sports moments that, cause we're going to get to the games. Obviously we've got to talk about the games that are going to have Christmas that you celebrated. Like I know you guys are, your family's big hockey people. Um, yeah. I mean, I can't really recall any sort of like games that we would watch on Christmas, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, my dad was always like getting some sort of new flyers memorabilia every right. year. Yeah. That was like my go-to. So how funny is this? Like I used to get him the books. Like I remember I got him this book. It was called um, the guide to being like the greatest Philadelphia sports fan. And it was written by like Anthony Gargano. No way. Yeah, and I got it for my dad for like Christmas one year. Oh yeah. It was like $12 in Barnes and Noble, but it was there. And I was, yeah. And now it's just so funny that like now I work with Anthony, but like I knew that that's like what that was like my dad's lane, you know, that's who he is. He's a sports talk radio listener. So yeah, I, I remember getting him like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we, I mean, we always got tickets to a Flyers game. Yeah. Or like a new jersey or like some sort of like new gear. I remember the year my mom got me my Eagles starter jacket, which that's I was a big like deal. so pumped to have. You know, you go back to school after New Year's, I'm like standing in the schoolyard, like check out my pouch <laughs> yeah yeah so no I mean yeah the I mean the teams were always just like such a part of my holidays that's probably why I don't even think about it just because it was just like a, that's a standard gift it's like what yeah new, yeah what new so, Philadelphia sports gear am I gonna get for this year I got my dad um and my brother I got them a, a Penn State football desk calendar so every day you tear it off and it's a new fun fact and oh, there was a, there was an Eagles one and my best friend Joe was like you're not gonna get that for yourself I go, no, I go, what, what am I going to put it on my nightstand? Like, <laughs> he's like, you're a crazy cuckoo Eagles lady. I go, we got to have Joe on the podcast. Um, yeah, we have to have Joe on the podcast. You could have, we'll have Marie and Joe. We'll do a best friend episode. Yeah, we should. Oh yeah, my God, that, that would actually be so amazing. So fun. Um, and then, so my dad loves North Carolina Tar Heels. So I got him um, North Carolina slippers. Oh, and, cute. Um, which I think he'll really like. And then I got him and my brother both um, Penn State football masks. Okay. Oh, nice. It's a good thing about the pandemic is that you could get masks this year. It's a yeah, nice it's new like accessory. An, yeah, it's like an add-on. Yeah. So, I did, so MLB.com had this insane um, sale right before, maybe it's like two weeks ago. Yeah. And they had Phillies jerseys for like dirt cheap, the majestic ones. Wow. Yeah, so all the men in um, Natalie Eganoff's life are getting – majestic Phillies jerseys. That's nice. My dad loves yeah. the St. Louis Cardinals too. So like usually every year I go, it's either North Carolina Tar Heels, Penn State, or St. Louis Cardinals. He likes yeah. the Sixers, but those three are like his, especially the Cardinals and the Tar Heels. Those are Oh like yeah. Well, team. he has that like relationship. Yeah. So I'm going to, so I'm going to tell this story. So yeah. My dad was a basketball coach. And I think I referenced this a little bit. My dad coached basketball for almost like 15 years. Our Lady of the Valley, go Chargers, seventh and eighth grade. Okay. And in the 1989, no, 1990, 1991 season, um, he coached the team that year that they, they won the Allentown Diocese. They beat St. Tommy Moore, which were the rich kids from the Lehigh Valley. Oh, nice. A win for the underdogs. Yeah. And they actually got to go. The state championship was at St. Joe's University uh-huh. on City Line Avenue, right by the radio station. And they ended up placing fourth in the entire state. Wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so like literally, I mean, when I'm talking like Our Lady of the Valley had maybe, I mean, each, it was kindergarten to eighth grade and there was maybe 20 kids in each class do you know what I mean yeah. so like it's a yeah. small school small town and we we 
got, I was in fourth grade at the time and we jumped on these buses and we drove down to Philadelphia and we stayed at the Holiday Inn, which is now the Crown Plaza, which is right, also right by the radio station. But like going from Summit Hill PA to Philadelphia and it was this, it was incredible. And they placed yeah. in the state and it was, it was one of those things that like, it just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Like right. in that area yeah. when something like that happens and Needless to say, you know, I've talked a little bit about it too, is that my dad has Parkinson's and, you know, he's almost 70 and he loves sports so much. And he has such fond memories of that team in particular. And that team, um, had amazing athletes. And two of the athletes on the team is this, this guy, Mark Makovic. I mean, they're in, they're like mid forties. Now these players, um, right. Mark, Mark Makovic was like my first like dreamboat crush. Like he oh. was a super athlete. So he graduated from our lady of the Valley went to Marion was a star, um, basketball track and football player ended up getting mm-hmm. a full scholarship to wake forest and played football oh, at wake forest. Yeah. And then Brian Kennedy, who was also on that basketball team with my dad, he was a, the quarterback in high school and ended up going and played quarterback for the Naval Academy. So like they were elite oh, wow. athletes. Yeah. yeah. But like, I was obsessed with Mark McCovic, like so much so that, so Mark, I guess, was like five years or six years older than me. Okay. And he was always in the local newspaper. So I'd cut out the newspaper and hang it on my wall. Oh, yeah. And so when he graduated from Marion, which was the high school I went to, he went to Wake Forest. The Christmas that he was at Wake Forest, my dad got me a Wake Forest University sweatshirt. Oh, cute. And, and the football program. So like, and at that, you know, I don't even think the internet was like, there was no like shipping at that point. Like the internet existed, but like my dad called Mark and Mark like got it from the bookstore and like gave it to my dad. Oh, that is so sweet. As a present. This is why I'm still single because it's just like the expectations are just so high. (laughs) So obviously that was incredible, but what happened this year was, it was even more incredible. So all those guys on that team for the last eight months, they, they got a basketball made and said, you know, the, the fourth in the state. And this one player from the team, his name's Tommy Jones he's a lawyer. And then was like sick of being a corporate lawyer and joined the merchant Marine. So he travels all over the world and he got every single player to sign the basketball. And he showed up by surprise at my parents' house, like two weeks ago, like old school, like it was a Sunday night. And like Tommy knocked at my parents' he front door. door, knocked on the door. Wow, like, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they opened it. I, Summit Hills were like the mailman goes into the house to deliver the mail. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We need to get back to those times. I know. I know. Reminds but like that, um, the Sebastian Maniscalco kit skit. Have you ever seen that? Oh my God. When people ring the doorbell. Yeah. Yeah. Come oh. in. You want some sake? <laughs> you want some cake? I'll cut you a slice. It's for company. Your parents had company. He showed my up parents had, as well, company. I'm telling you the last time I was home on a weekday, literally like Shane Mangan, not Shane, Keith Mangan is the mailman. And he just like, Hey Chet. And like walks in and just like hands my dad the mail like Tuesday. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to put this, uh, I'll put this on the lipstick league, um, social. So Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah. Um, but here I'm going to hold up. This is how cute my dad is. This is him holding up the basketball that he is like, yeah. And God. so he was crying, but like, how amazing that all those players, like the one, one guy on the team is a professor at Notre Dame and came home for the weekend and signed the ball and then went back to Notre Dame. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Mark McCovic, who is like, I thought I was going to marry. He's a principal in Virginia. Is and he married? He's How married. He has three kids. Yeah. Yeah, he's married. Damn. There's always divorce. There's always divorce. <laughs> <laughs> but he drove halfway up to meet Tommy and they met and they, because I thought like that they just FedExed it. You know what I mean? Well, but wait, I don't know because I know you told me the story, but I didn't realize that like they were traveling to sign the ball. Yes, they were traveling to sign the ball because I guess Tommy was too worried about putting it in the mail. So like he took the ball. And had, and like the one, it's actually kind of funny, but I guess like one of the kids, I won't say his name, but has struggled with drugs. It is kind of like a little bit of like a derelict. And my dad's like, I don't even know how the hell they found him, but he's on it. 
I'm like, well, at least he's still with us. At least I know. That's what I said. And coherent enough to sign the ball. I go, well, hopefully. And I'm thinking to myself, well, maybe they just like, um, they, like forged, forged it. it. <laughs> yeah. But we don't need to tell. But I was, I was so, so, so touched. And I wrote, it was really, really, really cute. So um, this, is, this is what I wrote really quick. It said, as most of you know, Chet was a seventh and eighth grade boys basketball coach at Our Lady of the Valley for many years and loved it so much. The 1990-1991 season was quite exciting as the team not only won the Allentown Diocese Championship, but also went off to play, also went off to play in Philadelphia and placed fourth in the entire state. It was such an exciting time and gave us the best memories. The boys on the team are all now well into their 40s with careers and families of their own who live all over the country and sometimes the world. And for Christmas this year, Tommy Jones spent eight, mount, eight months reaching out to every member of the team, meeting them to have them sign the basketball for Chet. Needless to say, he was beyond surprised and overcome with emotion. We can't thank you all enough for this incredible, special, and thoughtful gift. Go Chargers. And the team was Tommy Jones, Brian Kennedy, Mark Makovic, Swoon. He was my original JJ Redick. Um, I wanna, I'm, I'm going to Google him real quick. Steve Yurchak, Pat Cramsey, Michael Summers, Pat Boyle, Colin Jones, Ed Kocha, Justin Williams, Greg Kishulok, and then his Justin assistant- Williams. Justin Williams, yeah. Not the that, same who played for the Flyers, right? No. Um, and then Juvie Cramsey, Terry McCall were the coaches, and then my brother was the ball boy, Andrew Mahalik. So it was super, super cute. Um, that is so sweet. It really yeah. is. Um, so that was – it was a really cool um, – obviously, it's just, you know, this is a weird Christmas. Um, well, and, and it's, like, the fact that, like, they – like it's so touching and that's also why I love the holidays is because I know this year more than ever uh I feel like people have stepped up to the plate to be kind but like generally around Christmas people always find that holiday cheer to be like kinder to others and I I mean it's amazing that they went out of their way like just to do that it's that's so that's so special and those are the gifts like these priceless gifts that you can't replicate you can't get back and it was funny because when I talked to my dad, he's like, oh, Nicole, there's like 800 likes on Facebook. I go, there's like 500, but there's about 200 comments and nine shares. He's like, what does that mean? Who share? What does a share mean? Yeah. So then I had to explain it. So, so then my mom comes up. He's like, Diane, 900 likes on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is like what social media has my, he's not even on social media. He's now obsessed with how many likes. And then he goes, well, you know, at least I did something right in life. I go, dad, I would think that like, Andrew, hello, like Andrew uh, and I, and, me and my brother, maybe? I, was like, <laughs> I feel like we're doing pretty good, but okay. <laughs> Clearly you want to adopt Tommy Jones. <laughs> right. Right. But no, it was, it was beyond special, beyond sweet. And like, it was so amazing just because my dad loves sports so much and like that, what that meant for him and just for like the town at that time. Um, and just kind of an example of like, when we launched this podcast, how much sports has meant to me, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's just been ingrained. I mean, you and I, that's what we talk about. We talk about our dads and how we love sports so much because of our dads. And yeah, it's just so it's, yeah, it's just so intertwined with like, the fabric of like who you know we are yeah and that's yeah. what's like so special about it like my dad is the sweetest and literally would get so hype coaching seventh and eighth grade catholic cyo that he would break clipboards he'd be like jumping jesus and my mom would be like oh my god dad's breaking another clipboard Nicole. and he's using the lord's name in vain yeah <laughs> such a no like i remember when i would say oh jerk and mom would be like oh you want to curse huh you want to you want to curse now if I say like, oh my God, my mother will still be like, Natalie Anna. Do not say that. Wait, she calls you Natalie Anna? Uh-huh. Do not talk about the Lord that way. What's your middle name? Anna. Oh, it is. Yeah. It is Natalie Anna. Natalie and my, Anna. And mine's Nicole Ann. Nicole Ann. Yeah. Uh-huh. We've uh-huh. Been, we have to go to like, what is it? Um, The St. Anne Shrine. I think it's in like Scranton or something. Oh yeah. We shouldn't go. Should we go on a field trip? <laughs> field trip! <laughs> Oh, Nicole and Natalie, where'd you guys go this weekend? The St. Anne Shrine. <laughs> Should we take a bus up there? Oh my God. Take, like a Greyhound so bus and like pack like little like sandwiches. <laughs> oh my God. Little tea sandwiches. That would be so fun. That'd be go so to the fun. Shrine. 
No, there is, I mean, you know, we talk about Christmas and we talk about the gift giving and all that stuff. And, you know, like we were saying about our religion um, and not really being as invested as we once were growing up. There is something, there is another part of me that when I think back, you know, on my life and Christmas, like there is something so special about celebrating the action, like the story and, you know, having a reverence for um, the religion that I grew up with, whether or not I agree with it at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably another episode for that. Um, I think we do the Catholic episode, bonus episode. (laughs) That might be like an hour and a half long. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, there's just something so touching and just so sweet on the surface level of the story of Christmas and the manger and... Yeah, I still have my precious moments, a nativity set that my mom got me, I think, in like 1998 that I put up every every year. Yes, it's so sweet. I'll take a picture of it and and I'll post it. There's another thing that I remember that I forgot earlier. So my mom on Christmas Eve, she would have us, me and my sister sing happy birthday to baby Jesus. That's cute. And she would light, like we'd light a little cupcake or a cake and we'd sing happy birthday to baby Jesus. Isn't there that song like, happy birthday, baby Baby Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. So St. William's first grade. All year long, we'll remember these precious gifts. We say to you, and we say, la, 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 la. what a smash! I know. That is that, a, that a, is a good one. That was a jam. That was a jam. So St. Williams used to the first graders did um, an annual Christmas show, and people were cast when you were in first grade as you know somebody in like the nativity yeah um, scene. And if you weren't cast in the play, you were a singing angel. And that was like the grand finale when like everybody would be out and like, yeah, it'd be like these little first graders holding like a real baby. It was like somebody's little brother who got to be like Jesus that year, you know? And then like all the singing angels would be like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and again, the whole church would have to sing. Like it would right. just be like, the roof would be rocking at St. William's on Christmas. So, so yeah. I have actually a, a funny Christmas pageant story since we're talking about this. So it's fourth grade and the volunteer moms come into the fourth grade classroom and they're like, hi, boys and girls, we're going to be putting on our Christmas pageant. And we want to know if there's anybody that would like to sing a solo in the Christmas pageant. So I'm like, me, I'll do it. I want to sing. And like, I have vivid memories of this and nobody else raised their hand. Wait. It was, go on. Okay. It was go just on. me. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. So I had to sing silent night. <laughs> so, um, now my aunt Janet sing like my aunt Janet knows how to sing. So I'm at my aunt Janet's house practicing and I can't sing. Like when I tell you that I'm tone deaf, like silent so my aunt's like nicole you gotta sing from your die not silent it's silent not silent and she's getting she's so she says to my mom diane she's not gonna be able to sing she's gonna be an embarrassment you can't put her up there and sing so my mom went to the prince now my mom taught in the school my mom taught kindergarten yeah. and went to the principal and instead i said I had to be the greeter. So before the, no. yeah, cause I couldn't sing. So I had to get up there and be like, good evening, parents, grandparents, family, and guests. Welcome to their lady of the Valley Christmas pageant. Yeah. So they, oh they wrote God. a special, like I got to like, and then Sarah Mitchell got to sing silent night. Oh, where's, where's that bitch at now? Not doing a podcast. No, she's not. <laughs> well- as you said that, it just came flooding back to me. So right before I moved to the area where um, I, I grew up, uh, Longcrest, where I went to St. Williams, I was doing, I, I feel like I was in some sort of other like program and I had a holiday solo because I yeah, too- Yeah, because you could carry a tune. I Well, I too like wanted to be, they were like, who wants to sing Joy to the World solo on stage? And I was like, <laughs> I do. Yeah. But like, I, I don't, I think I was like, five maybe younger I feel like maybe it was before I was even in school like I was little and my my um mom had her sister my aunt Chris kind of help me like get the words down and she practiced go tell it on the mountain with me you know and then I then my solo was joy to the world and I think I had to do go tell it on the mountain that was the group song but then I had to like step up and then we did joy to the world and my mom was like, you just like took that like little mo- microphone and just <laughs> sung like your little heart out. 
She's like, you were like, <laughs> I was like four or five. So like, I don't think anybody was judging me, but that's, yeah. Like I had, we both had Christmas solos. See? I mean, I, I always say that like my dreams of being a pop star were crushed that day, but I did learn how to pop. Like, that's when I realized that like, I like to be in front of a crowd. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, yeah. and I will say like, kudos to my aunt for being like the, like the bitch can't sing, like you can't put her up there. And then kudos to the school because they didn't have to do that. Like, do you know what I mean? But my mom worked there. So I guess there was a little bit of nepotism, but yeah. I mean, I mean the greeter, like you came out before she, what was her name? Sarah Mitchell. Sarah Mitchell. Yep. Like you came out before Sarah. So you're the first person and yeah. not in everybody's minds. Like when they remember that day, they probably remember you coming out and greeting in like the best way possible. And I remember it was dark and there was a big spotlight on me. Oh, yeah. that's amazing. But I did have the lead then in the, in the eighth grade play. Wait, were you married? No, no, no. I, we, it was called um, A Christmas. Oh, I thought you did that. In a no, it, it wasn't. It was about, it was about a, a little girl who was traveling to see her grandparents and I was like this old lady, I played an old lady. I got to wear a wig and like a big coat. <laughs> Wait, is it and to I- your grandmother's house we go? No, it was called like the Christmas yeah, Traveler. And like we had old suitcases and like the little oh. girl was like on the train at like Grand Central Station. And I still remember it goes, ah, little angel, it never gets old. And each time it is told it grows sweeter. And each day it brings joy to the listener. So tell your story, little angel. Mary and I are both sore in need of it. Isn't that weird? I still remember that. That was the, that was like the last three lines. That's such a touching line too. I like love it. Yeah. And I remember I got to wear a wig and I put like baby powder in it. So it looked gray. Yeah. And then I like, I looked like an old lady. Oh yeah. Well, it was fun. I mean, it has all led us here to this great podcast where now we share our Christmas stories of your with the wonderful people who listen to the lipstick league. Yeah. And I think it's cool too, because I think like life always gives you lessons. And like, obviously I was not made to be a singer, but I was made to talk and entertain. And so like sometimes your, what you think that you want to be ends up like not working out because you're supposed to do something else. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree with that. And whether it's a singer and then again, you know, I've said it even before in my career, like I always thought eventually I'd end up in like as a sideline reporter, which, but which like, I, I kind of wanted to do, but then like, as my career would grow, I would be like, you know what? Like it's, it's more, it's fun for me to get to just be myself and talk about things like then me have to fit this role, you know? And like, that's what the best part about it is. And again, if I would have went the sideline route, which I, there was opportunities where I could have like moved and like done some stuff like years ago. Um, but yeah, like I wouldn't be myself here today, like sharing stories about me singing happy birthday, baby Jesus. Yeah. And you know? like, I always thought I wanted to be on the news or I wanted to be on like yes. e-news. And then I was like, but they don't get to be themselves. Like I get exactly. to tell my story and I get to be me. Like, yeah. All my friends that are on the news, like they're just reading off a teleprompter or you watch Access Hollywood, like they're not being themselves. No, no. I mean, and no knocking on them. Like it's a tough yeah. business and they're really great at it. Um, and that's a problem. Like I, I'm very unscripted. Like yeah. I'm super unscripted and I prefer to kind of like have that free flowing, like improv style of communication. And it's just, yeah, it's great. And hopefully by next Christmas, like we'll have a Lipstick League holiday spectacular. We're like, we can like, wait, we could perform Jingle Ball Rock because we performed that, um, in seventh grade and I choreographed it and I yelled at Corinne and Angie because they couldn't get the shimmy. And I'm like, it's a shimmy. It's a shimmy. Did you do like the Mean Girls version? I don't know. Cause Mean Girls wasn't out yet. It was just like, jingle. I just made it up and it was like, Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Interesting. And then I was like, and Aunt Corinne and Angie couldn't shimmy. And I remember yelling at them. Yeah. I, I, would like, ye- you're I, yell- it. I was like, guys, it's a shimmy shimmy. Yeah. You're like, you got to shake. You got to yeah. shake. Oh my God. That would be so fun. So fun. fun. Yeah. So next year we'll have, you know, we'll all be vaccinated Yep. The world will be able to go out again. We'll okay. have the Lipstick League. Yeah. And we'll have the Lipstick League Holiday Spectacular where Nicole and I will p- perform Jingle Bell Rock 
a choreographed version of it. And we'll all sing happy birthday, baby Jesus. Yes. And then we will all sing happy birthday, baby Jesus. Maybe like we can just put some feelers out now. Yep. Sorry. There's we not. could get, we should get an artist to come. An artist. Yeah. We'll have an artist come. We'll get some space. We'll have appetizers, mm-hmm. champagne, wine. So fun. Yeah, I it's gonna it. be, I'm already like, <laughs> my mind is now, because this is now my brain works, like, now I'm already like nine miles ahead. Yep, that's and okay, you do it. That's how much fun it's gonna be, and it's like Wait, a year, a like, year from now. Wait, we just, that's have okay. to, we have to manifest it, you know? Yeah, so this is us putting it out into the universe. Um, um, we can't wait for you all to join us at the, like, basically cannot- holiday soiree. It's going to be, and there's going to be like glitter. Maybe we'll do like glitter canyons or yes. like confetti canyons. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh my God. That could be so, so fun. Do you think like after we all sing happy birthday, baby Jesus, then we'll, then we'll let the um, glitter canyon, like the glitter cannons explode. Wait. And then we could do party favors. We could do Christmas ornaments as lips, lipstickly Christmas ornaments. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is just the beginning. Um, all right, really quick sports before we wrap this up. Oh, real, yeah. Um, we were only supposed to do, <laughs> like, like... What am I going to wear? Well, like, let, I know. I was like, well, I guess we all, like, we all have to have, like, red nails and red lips. Yes. Um, but the, it, it, Christmas Day is a huge day in the NBA. And um, so let's go over some of the games that are not some of the games, all the games. So uh, the, the game that I'm most excited about is the Pelicans, the Pelicans, the Pelicans and the Heat. <laughs> Hey JJ, I put J, I tagged JJ on Lipstick League, and I, and it's. Did you see that? How I made that gif where uh, he's like licking it. Oh wait, is that what that was? Yeah, it was from like a press conference when he was at the Sixers, and he like he does this thing where like he like licks his lips, and it's yeah. so fucking hot. And I like had it on like I was watching, and I rewound it, and then did a boomerang. Go look at I it. I really saw quick. it. I just like wait. So you know what? Maybe he'll have to come to the holiday soiree and. Perhaps, just perhaps, I can like put him in like a box and he'll like jump out of the box with like Amazing. a bow on his head. Gotta get his permission from his wife, Chelsea. Like, I'm not trying to break up their marriage. Yeah. But if she was just like, I'm like, I'm cool with you, like making out with him quick or just like feel, feeling his ass. Or like that, there was that one video that I have, maybe I'll post that, where he got to ring the bell when he was in the Sixers and he was shirtless and he has the lines. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. those. Oh yeah, like uh, like I call them the Adam Levine lines because he had them. He had yes. them for a minute. Oh God, makes my stomach hurt. God, but God, I, God bless us, everyone. God bless us, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. You know, some, literally. It, one of my favorite tweets of all time was like, "Damn, God really did spend a little extra time on some people, didn't he?" Yeah, <laughs> he spent he a little extra time on JJ Reddick. So Pelicans in the Heat. Obviously, that's going to be fun because you know Jimmy is with the Heat, and then the Warriors and the Bucks, And I guess the Warriors would be a little bit better this year. And I think Gian- it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Giannis because he signed that massive, massive deal. Yeah. We see that a lot in sports or maybe it's only Philly where once a player signs a massive deal, then they start to suck. I mean, let's be honest, like happened with Ryan Howard. It happened with Bryce Harper. It's happened with Carson Wentz. Like there's something. So maybe it's Philly. I mean, Obviously, Patrick Mahomes signed that disgusting deal with disgusting in a good way. Yeah, um, with the Chiefs, and he's balling out. So maybe it's like a Philly curse. Like, well, he's balling out, and like him and Andy Reid are like two peas in a pod. Did you see he changed his Twitter picture of like to that picture of Andy from when he was fourteen? Yeah, I mean, literally and, like father son. Yeah, it's it's really sweet to see, and even somebody like Andy Reid. Yeah, good for him. And like yeah. how again. He literally gave blood, sweat, and tears. He, and he gave blood, sweat, and tears to the city. His son died here. Like, that, that, that is was, a whole episode in and of itself about what happened to his family. Th- and that was, that was like, actually, I, I had a blog at the time. I had like a little sports blog at the time. And when that happened, I remember I wrote this whole thing like, that's enough. Like, it's time to close time to close that chapter on Andy Reid in Philadelphia because like it that that I just remember vividly that whole time period and yeah. um yeah I was like that's enough for Andy Reid in Philadelphia like and like he, he had got, to like, leave to like be phenomenal well and this is the episode we're we're getting to this episode where we're going to talk about 
why do people succeed when they leave? So, and it should, it's probably, we should probably do that one like post football season, like or post Eagles football season, which yeah, any day now, depending on, you know, how things go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tick, tick. Um, but yeah, that's definitely something that like we have to touch on. Yeah. So the Nets and the Celtics are playing the Mavs. I'm looking forward Lakers. to that. Yeah, the Mavs and the Lakers. I mean, it'll be really cool to see Luca and and LeBron. Yeah. Again, like the Matt, like Dallas gets Luca and we get Ben Simmons who won't shoot. Like I am excited for the Sixers though. I'm really, really, really excited for the Sixers season. Uh, I can't believe we're finally here. Yeah, I guess. And then the Clippers and the Nuggets um, is, which is going to be kind of interesting because obviously it's the first season, like we have Doc Rivers now that he left the Clippers. So it'll be interesting to see how the Clippers do without him. I will say that I am going to admit this, but like I've been struggling with the Eagles and the Sixers. Like I feel very indifferent, which is very weird because the opposite of love is not hate, it's indifference. Mm -hmm. And I've been struggling like, everybody kept saying how they were so excited about the game on Sunday, the Arizona game. And I just like, I had, I just couldn't get into it. Like I I have, I'm I'm having such a hard time. I don't know. I just feel very like blah. I feel blah on the Sixers and I feel, I mean, I feel blah on the Eagles and I feel blah on the Sixers. And I think it's with the Sixers is because I was so excited when it was JJ and Jimmy and Tobias and Ben and Joel. And I just felt like they had such amazing chemistry. And then that all broke up. And not only did it break up, but then we found out how miserable Jimmy was and how JJ didn't want to be here anymore. And all the drama with Tobias and then what's go, you know, Joel and Ben. And then you found, and then last season was so bad and there was no excitement like Josh Richardson and, and, you know, Al Horford were, were, were a bust and Tobias Harris was unfortunately a bust and I like Tobias, but yeah. And so I think I'm just kind of like, I just have zero expectations. So and I'm just kind of just like, meh, like I guess I'm, I'm hoping they prove me wrong, but I just, I just been meh. Which is a good way I think to head into any sports season is to kind of like temper your expectations. That way you're not setting yourself up for disappointment. And I even said this, um, this past week when it comes to the Eagles and everybody's so hype on Jalen hurts because he had a solid performance on Sunday, but I said, you know what? Like, especially because so, and a lot of it is, so you are having like an inherent mistrust in the organization, you know, making the decisions, that, that like for the Sixers so you're apathetic I'm trying to apathetic that was the word like yeah. see and please call Natalie our vocab queen <laughs> because and she always knows the words yeah and it's like it's a lot of it is because so you know they sold it's I keep saying this phrase and this is just how it's coming out I'm like I'm not buying what these people are selling me anymore because essentially uh, the Eagles are selling me a product. The Sixers are selling me. Hold a on everybody. Natalie's taking us to Christmas mass right now. Yeah, here we go. So <laughs> I'm not buying what you're selling me anymore, especially with the Eagles, the Sixers making the decisions that they did this off season, doc rivers, Daryl Morey, um, Morey pulling the trigger, you know, making those moves that he need that have, you know, needed to be made. Um, getting like Seth Curry and stuff like that, you know, like who's going to shoot the three, which is what we need. Um, It's, it's, I have more faith in them because ownership is taking accountability for the team. Now. I I think after they saw that they couldn't replicate um, what they had with when they had Jimmy and JJ and that whole team. Yeah. Cause it goes back to chemistry and it goes back to that thing that this theme of this podcast is that there's this thing sometimes you can't put your finger on. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why I'm excited about the Sixers is because ownership was like, okay, yes, we're not that's a good point. Like, we want to, we want to win. And, but at the same time, as excited as I am for the Sixers, I'm going in a lot differently than I have in the past couple of years, because I'm not setting myself up for disappointment. And now my attitude going forward for both the Eagles and the Sixers and any team is I'm not hedging any bets. I'm not placing any, um, like how we talk about that, how like there's that certain chemistry and like that certain like intangible factor that you have that makes you a superstar. I'm not, I need to see it first. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I'm taking it. So like Jalen Hurts had a solid game for the Eagles on Sunday. 
all those touchdowns, you know, four touchdowns, you know, two were called back, whatever, like all the, all that stuff. But um, I'm not saying that he's going to be the next franchise quarterback just because the Eagles thought that they had it. Yeah. I think that you, you're right. Is that it, it is a mistrust. I think I'm so defeated and disappointed with how everything with the Eagles has happened there's been so many things. It's like, okay, obviously we, we came from this high of the Super Bowl, and then they got rid of Foles. And I was never part of the Folesian Society. I always felt yeah. like it needed to be Carson's team. And, but then they drafted Jalen Hurts, and then they didn't get what they needed to get. And then how they – I don't know. It just, it just it, It's given me like an icky feeling. Well, that's, and the it best way, like, that's the best way I could describe it. Like, and it's the good. Eagles it's right good. now – it's 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 an icky feeling and i don't like it well because they're selling like the team is selling you like a bag of shit and expecting yeah. you to eat it That's like i used to is. be like proud like yeah and like i always thought that they were such a great organization and i just i just feel icky but i i do, yeah, do want to shout out um brandon graham fletcher and jason kelsey who made the pro bowl so That's oh big. yeah i can't i still can't believe that this is brandon graham's first pro bowl and like i i love him I love following his wife, Carlin. I love Emerson and their new baby boy, Bryson. Like, I love yeah. the Grams. <laughs> the Smiths family is my favorite family. Tori yeah. and Chanel, I want to get yeah. them on. And the Grams are a close second. Close yeah, second. the Grams are, they're super sweet. And I mean, he has just, he's been consistent. What, 2017, I think he, or 2018 was one of his lower years, like sack-wise, but he has seven this year. I think it was nine and a half last year. Or maybe yeah. that was before, I'm confusing the numbers though 2018 I think he only had three and a half sacks but either way like he's been the best bang for the buck that the Eagles have spent yeah and, right and now I'm in I'm in a space where it's I'm not even really focused on like game analysis anymore because I don't even trust like I don't even trust the again the product on the field like right now I have this very specific tunnel vision toward yeah. Um, like organizational manage, like managing the organization and what they're doing with their money and where they're spending it and how they're making their decisions. Like I'm so far past um, caring about the actual the terrible, games, but caring yes. about the actual games yes. just because it's such a shit show. Yes. Up top. Yes. And, I'm, and I'm just like, I'm not buying your shit anymore. Yes. I agree. You're going to hand it to me in this bag yeah. and expect me to eat it. Cause I'm not. So I think it's, that's the best way to, you know, protect your sanity as we embark on a, another basketball season as well. Although I, I'm more optimistic about the Sixers okay, going great. in than I was the Eagles going into the season. I do want to say really quick, um, Carlin, who's, who's Brandon Graham's wife, she posted a really sweet thing on Instagram about how he, she's like, you went and did, she wrote a whole long thing, but basically what she did say is that he's managed to meet every one of his professional goals he wanted to make the Pro Bowl. He wanted to be a captain. He wanted to win a Super Bowl. And she was like, you've worked your ass off. And like, you've, you've been so amazing. And I was like, that's incredible. You know, that like he was able to do that. And, and, he's, and he even said in his quote about how he know his time is almost up. So the fact that at 32, he was able to do it. And yeah. 32 in football years is uh, incredible that he's still able to be there. So that just makes me happy when, when good things like that work out for good people. Yeah. And I mean, Jason Kelsey too. Being oh yeah. Awesome. His last, like probably if, if this is not his last year, I would, I'd One be really intrigued to see if he comes back next year. Um, but yeah, no, I'm happy for those guys and they've been such an integral part of the team and the veterans and they're setting up uh, the standard for the young kids in the locker room now I, I'm not terrible I call them kids and it probably is because like Brandon Graham you know and Jason Kelsey like they're my age and I remember like gr- like you know hanging in Fishtown like seven years ago and like this was when like you know during the summer like all the Eagles would be out like yeah. everybody would just be hanging out so like I feel like they're kind of like my peers yeah and then, like, look at like Jalen Hurts and you know Jalen Reger and like um Travis Fulgham I'm like look at you little angel like you sweet little boys it's so weird though like because I 
feel like they're so much older. Like for whatever reason, like I am always like, wow, they seem like they're 50, but they're only 30. Like Malcolm Jenkins seems like he's 65, you know what I mean? <laughs> but he's 31. You know, it's like, it's, yeah. the, it's the strangest thing. And like Aaron Rodgers, like they, I was watching the game on Saturday night and they're interviewing him. I was like, Somebody needs to get pop up a ring light because, oh, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, but it is, it, I don't know if it's just like because they, what they do to their bodies and because they have to, especially when you're at a position of like you're a captain or, or you're, excuse me, have been in the league for 10 years, you take on this more mature role. And so it just kind of, but like it is weird because, like, I don't know. I just feel like Drew Brees seems like he's like 58. Do you know oh, what I, I mean? I, I feel like Drew Brees is like 90. I know. It's like, so weird. Drew Brees is like 90. And again, it, I, it's just kind of a testament to their skill level. Right. And Absolutely. Being one of the greatest um, quarterbacks in NFL history. When you think about somebody like Tom Brady or Drew Brees or even like the Mannings, like they're still like relatively young. Yeah. But like to yeah. me, God, you're like 65. Yeah. It's so yeah. But no, I look at like this, the Eagles team, like they're just like these little baby angels. My little sister, I, did I mention this last week? How she was like, man, it's like Jalen Hurts. Is he single? And I was like, I don't know. And she's no. like, well, he's 22. I'm 20. And then I'm like, oh my God. Wow. Wow. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, look at these little baby angels. Like she'll be sliding his DMs. Brother-in-law hurts. I know, I know. Like trying to like, yeah. I I was like, I can find out for you, but do you want to? I was like, I don't. Maybe like get him like maybe on the tail end of his career when he's a a bit more mature and probably Mm -hmm. ready to settle down. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no, it's just uh, it's so funny to me. I'm, I yeah. So seeing like Brandon Graham and like get that honor finally, I just feel like is I'm just really happy for him because I'm like, I've I feel like I've grown. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in my career as I've watched like the, the certain you know specific guys from this who are still on this team, um, grow and like yeah. have all these great achievements. So it's like yeah, I feel like they're my peers in a way, which is nice. Yeah, which is so nice. Um. All right. So I think we'll wrap up our Christmas episode. We were always supposed to talk for 20 minutes and now here we are two hours later. <laughs> how, long, how long is it? That is our gift to you. That I mean, like two hours. I don't, <laughs> two, uh, it doesn't I say. But it, you know, just to get a, a little bit sentimental in, in regards to this year has obviously been really weird for a lot of people, but being able to start this podcast and to be able to connect with people. It's been so fun so far. And I just feel like I just want to thank the OGs um, and, you know, and, and share the love and spread the love because um, we just really, really appreciate that. Yeah. This, and what I'm just thankful for, especially this year is how, again, you have, you, you know, you entered this year and I can't believe it's Christmas finally, but um, you enter this year and you think that, you know, you have other plans for how your year is going to go and you have other plans for what you think that you're going to achieve and where you think that you're going to end up. And if you told me that I would be sitting here on Christmas and we'd be doing this podcast that is unique to us and like is super representative of like who I am and who you are. And like, I would have been like, no, like that doesn't even like, that's not even part, like that's not part of my plan, you know? And like, it's, again, trusting the process and being thankful that like, even when everything was kind of taken away this year, it's like, I like managing the time period is what led us here. And yeah, I'm just so appreciative to anybody who takes the time to listen and pay attention. I've really said that, like anybody who takes the time to pay attention to like what I'm saying or what I'm doing, like I'm grateful because it's like, we're all on the same wavelength. So we're all on the same wavelength. We're even go to a different wavelength. That's right. It was funny because I was really quick. I was looking at some old tweets um, and I saw tweets that I had tweeted you guys in like 2018 just because I was like listening and I'm like, wow, here I am in like listening to you guys as fans and, and now like we're friends and we're doing this and it was just, it's so incredible kind of like the path that life takes you on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And whether you believe in 
God or the universe or what, whatever that you believe in. I mean, I really do believe that. And Natalie and I talk about this a lot. Like I'm not a scientist, but like we are made up of matter, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're made up of like neurons and atoms and all that stuff. And like, it makes sense that like energy produces energy. And that's why when we say like good vibes only, like we want we want you to feel our energy and we want to feel your good energy and we just want all good things. All good things and all good energy and all good vibes as we head into 2021, you know, now this is the final week of 2020 that we're embarking on. It's, it's so crazy to me. And yeah, I think, I think uh, everybody's learned a lot this year and again, hopefully we'll all just be like kinder to each other and, a little bit more lenient. A lot, yes. bit, a lot yes. more love. Love. All right. Speaking of love, give us some love. See, here's the thing. The bigger this podcast gets, the more cool giveaways we're going to have, the more okay. prizes you get to get. Mm-hmm. So please write a review. Um, give us some love on the social. So the review is on Apple Podcasts, please. Um, review us, subscribe. And then obviously Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, TikTok. <laughs> I'm like Snap Talk, <laughs> TikTok, and YouTube, the Lipstick League. Yes, and we will talk to you guys next week. Have a very merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, ho ho ho! Mwah. Mwah. Find, here's here, find some mistletoe. Mwah. Oh yeah, mistletoe. That's right. <laughs> All right, off to watch 900 more Hallmark Christmas movies. Yes. <laughs> I know.